What up, what up, what up? Grand Rising, good people. It is SFA Charlotte, hosted by, of course, none other than you got your boy, Kalen, a.k.a. Knox List. We got your my man, OG, Brother Stokes in the building. What's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? And then we got the lovely, the ever so soft, but don't mess with her because she will bite, Keeks. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, what's popping? What's popping? We here in your speakers on WDRB Media, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, 8 and 8 a.m. on a Monday. We out here getting to it. Man, we were talking about ageism last week in the workplace, and the conversation was so good. So good. We had to bring it back for part two, but this time we talking about relationships, romantic, um, you know, platonic. We're also going to be talking about childbirth just other things and other forms of ageism that we see and that we just want to just bring more light to it so that we can just have a needed conversation so we can grow out here and i just be out here hurting so i want to open up the floor ageism and relationships Woo! Who, 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 who got the first thoughts on that one who got the first thoughts i'm opening the flow hmm. well no, <laughs> go, no, ahead. You go ahead you can go ahead well, I mean, you know, me being the oldest member of the crew, <laughs> man, let me tell you, um, ageism, dating, wow, and I'm a man, so that's that that puts a lot on it. I'm single at the time. Uh, I definitely am seeing in this new era that we live in, and I hate to say new era. But in this new era that we live in, I'm seeing that uh, people my age, a little bit older than myself, um, we're having to take on thought patterns and ways of movement, especially if we want to get into the into the minutia of dating. Uh, you know, you got to think about how much money you got in your bank account. You got to think about if your passport current. You got to think about if your car is up to snuff. You got to think about if you are well-versed in the different uh, musical selections that are going on today. You can't just be a person that uh, wants to play Pinochle and listen to Bobby Blue Bland drive your 72 Monte Carlo. You, you can't be that person nowadays. You know, I don't have a 72 Monte Carlo. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I'm just, I'm being foolish a little bit. But the point I get at is when you get a little older, when you get up there in age, you find yourself uh, finding difficulty because you might be somebody that is a homeowner, property owner, business owner. And, you know, you could be divorced. You could have, you know, uh young adults as children, and you could still be viable. You could still be a person that has, you know, the desire to want to be active. You could still be a person that is uh, a world traveler. And so when looking at the, the landscape, you got the option to be able to date across the board. You know, me being a man of my age, and I'm above 45, but I'm lower than 50. You know, I'm in between that range. 
I can if I wanted to. I could date a 20 year old. I could date a 25 year old. I could date a 30 year old. I could date a 35 year old. But then I could also date a 50 year old, a 60 year old. And the thing is, if I make that choice to broaden my horizon across the landscape and invite all those different ages, I got to be well equipped to handle women at that age range. And I can only imagine my sisters who are my age, who are single, who find themselves uh, looking like they are 25, looking like they are 30. You know, they are being approached by young men. And again, they have all kinds of concerns. So when you think about dating at an at a older age or, you know, I'm going to let y'all talk about what it's like at a younger age. But when you think about dating at an older age, you know, you might want to just sit down and be like, whew, do I even want to do it? So that's the way I think about it. I definitely agree with uh, some of the things that you said, Brother Stokes. I felt like dating within a younger age, for those who, who do not know, I'm 25. As I say, 25, but I digress. Um, <laughs> So dating, my experience with dating in relation to ageism, I have, I want, well, I guess like kind of recently decided that I was going to start dating older, older meaning 26 and up. And I'm even thinking about bumping 26 up to 27 because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't want to say age is just a number because that's not true. You know, you definitely want to date someone who's an adult, who's not a child, uh, no pedophilia, but age doesn't determine a person's maturity. And that's been my, something that I've noticed in changing the ages of the type of men that I'm going to date. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go from this age to this age. At first I was like, okay, I could do... 24 to 35 and then I was like no I could do 25 to 35 and I'm like no let's do 26 to 35 and then even then within um dating men who are closer to 40 you know it's a lot of things that I have to keep in mind you know a lot of people who are um who may be older, they have families already, they uh, have been divorced, mm -hmm. they may have health complications or, you know, so many other things that I have to think about other than, you know, me, myself, it's, I'm single, I don't have any kids, I've never been married. So a lot of times I, when I think of the type of man that I want to date, I'm like, okay, well, you know, would you, would you date someone who has kids? Would you date someone who, uh, who has already been married because I know in my experience in dating men who have already been married, they're not eager to get married again, or they're not too quick to jump back on board. So, you know, it's just so many things that I have to think about when it comes to dating um, men within different age ranges. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much my thoughts for right now. That's real. That's real. Um, Just listen to both of y'all. Just your answer. It just made me think like, uh, just the older you get, it just gets complicated. Like, <laughs> it just, and I feel like that's not that's what relationships, ageism, and just life. Like, everything just life just gets more complicated the older you get. Relationships get more complicated. Just 
because of the extra stuff that we just put on to it. Like Brother Stokes, you got to have a good car. You got to have, you know, good credit. You got to, you know, make sure that your right shoelace match your left shoelace. Like <laughs> it's all, all these boxes that need to be checked for you to be validated and to like be garnered as such a candidate to step into a relationship now. And I just feel like coming back to ages, I'm like, Man, I saw a post on Instagram. I share that, John. If I could share it just repeatedly, I would. But it's just, we aren't our age. We are energy. Mm-hmm. And Keek said it, too. Like, just because you date somebody that's older doesn't mean that that comes with maturity. Doesn't mean that comes with money. Doesn't mean that comes with more experience. Some part, Somebody could be turning 21 and could have lived a life that you would think they 40 and mm-hmm. vice versa. So I just think, um, oh man, this is cap ageism, cap. Like it's just, it, it, I just, I really, I really don't believe it in the relationships because I've been on both sides of the coin of like being an older, per- being an older guy interested in a younger lady, and I've let the ageism get the best of me because that was just it. They younger than me. Meanwhile, conversations lit. I'm not. The only thing that's holding me up from being with that person was by their age. Nothing else was lacking. And on the opposite side of being the younger guy, uh, being approached by an older woman or me approaching an older woman, I've noticed a trend of like older women will continuously put it in your face that you're younger and they won't do it in a disrespectful way. It'll be in a joking way. But if you joke five days out of seven days a week about the same thing, okay, you're not, it's not funny anymore. You tell your truth just with a lol behind it so yeah yeah, yeah that's... Uh, it's it's and and i'm glad you guys are saying this and i'm glad i'm hearing it come from you because one uh what you said keeks about age is a number and and yes we're we're not trying to you know play on what r kelly is talking about but when when I, as an older man, look at a younger woman, I can tell you that by the time I re- by the time I reached 40, and, and of course, like you said, I've been divorced, I've been married, I've I've dated women with children. Um, and I myself, although I don't have children, would like to still have children. So when it comes to ageism and dating. You know, especially with me sticking to the fact that I will uh, stay within the African-American community, African community. Um, Women my age, on the average, have already had children. If not two or three, they've had one. And when they get to about 40, 45, you know, they're, they're very adamant about not having more children. And so it becomes, for me specifically, and I'm sure there are other men like myself, if we haven't had children, um, we begin to look at those younger women. And it becomes that thought of, man, do I want to put up with a headache? Do I want to go down to 25? Do I want to go 25 to 30? You know, for me, I just, you know, I don't put restrictions on it. Like you said, age is a number. Um, I go with the energy. I go with intelligent quota. I, I, I 
I ask questions. I look at how you move. Um, I really, truly take into account your willingness to be educated, to want to share the level of intelligence you have. So I'm not saying that younger women are not intelligent. I'm not saying younger women are a headache, but I tend to stray away from them because I'm finding myself more and more looking at them like little sisters than I am mm. loving. Like I would much rather want to be in your life as an older brother, somebody that can protect you, somebody, you know, to have a point in your life where uh, a place in your life where you could bring your, bring your concerns to me and I could tell you something that would help you move further along in life more than I would ever want to, you know, go out on a date with you or anything like that. Mm, that's real. Yeah. That's real. That is. And honestly, like, as I've been growing up, like, in my ageism, I've noticed that, like, like, as as I've just grown up, I've noticed the ageism in relationships and how stupid it really is. Like, when I was talking about being an older guy, talking to a younger woman, like, it, uh, granted, when I'm talking about that, it was in middle school. I'm I'm only 25, so, you know, I'm not <laughs> sitting here talking about something back in the day. But when I, I'm just thinking, like, because that's real. You in middle school, I'm in, what, seventh grade? I had a crush on a sixth grader. All my friends in the seventh grade, bro, she younger than us, bro. What you doing? Like, what? She younger than us. She younger than us. I'm like, bro, seventh and eighth grade, you having that conversation. But when you in college, uh, age really go out the window. It's like mm -hmm. as you grow older, like stuff gets more complicated, but stuff tends to fall off the wayside. Like the things you care about when you were younger, like age and all that stuff. When you get older, you don't care about that no more. In high school, in college, you see freshmen dating seniors. Mm -hmm. You see fifth, six year seniors dating freshmen, sophomores. And you're like, good day. What is this? And it's like, well, make sure they're 18 first. But anyways, it's like really like it, it, it just makes me think just of how much it just really doesn't matter. Because when I'm in seven, when I was in seventh, sixth grade, me dating a sixth grader, that did that, that only hurt my quote unquote image. And I mean, what image do you really have at that at that age that you're trying to uphold? But then again, why do we need to uphold a image? Man, I feel like I'm getting away from the point. But it, honestly, I, I just it just makes me think like even as we get older, like it's always this image we well, I guess I'm not off the point. Okay, appreciate there it. You go. <laughs> <There> you <laughs> go. But it's like it's like as you go older, like it's always an image that we're just always caring about because it's all like that's just that's that your image ends up being your person instead of you being your person. Mm. And so, you know, if I'm 32 dating a 22 year old man, I know I, I can't tell my girlfriends this. They date. It's not even that they are going to tell that he's 22. It's just because he's 22. Mm. Like I remember I was talking to she was like, you know, mid 30s, probably I'm going to give a 32. I don't remember her exact age. But she was 32. I was about what? You know, willing and dealing two years ago. I'm 25, 23. So, yeah, I was about 23. And, you know, she was like, she, we were talking one day. She was like, yeah, I had asked one of my friends. Um, What did she say? She said, I asked one of my, I told my friends I'm talking to you. And I was like, okay. She was like, yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, she was asking me, you know, is he immature and stuff like that? And she was like, no, he's real cool. We're down to earth. I'm just hype, bro. <laughs> the generalization that we do as well, we're just people. A young 25-year-old, 
oh, he's not ready for marriage. He still needs to figure himself out. There are some people that are younger than 25 as a man that knows exactly what he wants. But because you have dealt with other men or because you have dealt with other women, automatically that group acts this way. And if someone comes to you acting a different way, but they still belong to that group, you've given that group such a pedestal that that you can't look at that person as their person anymore. You look at that person as that group on that pedestal. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like ageism is crap because you we no longer look at people as people. You look at them as their age first and then everything else. Facts. And I'm happy that you said the um that you mentioned being so concerned about an image because I know that that's something that I think about often and something that happens in conversation. So I know whenever I'm around um my family, sometimes my friends too. Actually, me and my friends have these conversations a lot, but a lot of my friends uh, range from the ages, say, like 23 to 26. And um, we'll have conversations, you know, they'll be like, man, you know, we need to start having kids, y'all. Like, we need to start having kids. And I'm just like, well, do we, you know? when it comes to kids i change my mind about kids every single day sometimes i'm like yeah at least one at least one and i'm like "Mm, no two because i was an only child for a long time it's pretty lonely two is fine and i'm like well you know three sounds pretty fine but after three that's it and then sometimes (laughs) i'm like you know what i enjoy just having me you know it's it's hard out here no having no kids is fine so and having those conversations with my friends and then especially when I have the conversations uh with my mom or with my aunt like a lot of my cousins are having kids now and we're all close to the same age so it does put this pressure on me or at least I feel pressured at times like oh you know key like you're 25 girl you'll be 30 in five more years like you know probably want to start thinking about this a little bit more yeah now's probably the time to start having kids and then I remember I was talking to one of my friends about this one time we were talking about uh having kids and childbirth and all that beautiful stuff and she was saying yeah when you hit I think she said when you hit 32 or 34 you're at like at risk pregnancy and I'm like, my nigga, I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> 32, 34. Right that time clock came fast. I'm single. I haven't even found the man yet. Like, ooh, child, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I think, again, that's me being concerned about that image because, you know, I know there's been times I've gotten on Facebook. And, you know, a lot of people I went to high school with, they're married. They've started their families already so for me I'm like man you know I'm 25 I'm single I don't have any kids yet so like kind of what's going on but again I feel like that goes back to what Kaylin said and being so concerned about that image and it really sucks because I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on you and feel like you have to live up to this expectation and it takes away from what you really want to do so I'm happy to Thanks, that. Yeah. oh for well, sure I can- I can, I, I, I can, you know, again, I'm speaking as an older man. I wish we had an older woman because I'm sure her commentary would be vastly different than mine. But just let me say to you two, 
And then to anyone that's listening, that's under the age of 30, that's single, that doesn't have children, that is still uh, thinking about their lives from the perspective of, do I have it together? I got to get it together. Man, you know, I, I don't have that much time. You got so much time. So let much. me let you know. If you are somebody, and, and I'm speaking specifically to you two in particular, if you are somebody who has a fairly decent diet, who is exercising, who is continuing to increase your, uh, your intelligence quota, who is, in, who, who is making sure that you're staying engaged in a very uh, proactive way socially in a, it, it, with your family, with your local community, and you're doing the things that you want to do in life. Trust me when I tell you, you got time. You got more than enough time. So it is not necessary. And I'm being very honest as an older black man. It is not necessary for you to think about marriage. It's not necessary for you to think about children. It's not necessary for you to think about whether or not you're going to uh, be able to be married or be, be able to have children. Those things will come if you want them to come. The number one thing that I would suggest if you're below 30 to keep yourself concerned about is the quality of individuals that you concern yourself with when it comes to dating. Oh, my Those goodness. Mind you, my early 20s were 93 and above. 93 to 98. My early 20s. And so you, you can get the gist of it. I graduated high school in 91. Now you understand. So 93 to 98, I didn't try to concern myself with whether or not I was going to have kids, whether or not I was going to get married. Uh, so how does ageism come into play? Being someone who is married and divorced, being someone who is married and divorced and don't have children, um, I've been able to see how life moves, how life moves forward, how life moves forward and it's twist and turn. And you don't have, sometimes you don't have control over. So it is not necessary 25 to 30, 21 to 30. It's not necessary to think about 31 and above. Uh, some of it, like you guys were saying earlier, can be in undue uh, undue influence. I think I'm saying those that, that term correctly. Undue influence from family members. It can sometimes be uh, inappropriate influence from friends because they've had children. Uh, I'm sure you go through this, uh, Keeks, and you can speak to it when I'm finished. I'm sure there are people around you who are constantly attempting to have conversations and include you in them, and they're suggesting to you 
oh, maybe you, you know, like you said, maybe you should start thinking about having children. Maybe I got a friend, I got somebody, and they're not trying to tell you he already got three baby moms. You don't want that headache. You don't, don't want to go through that hassle. Not at 25, especially not with a dude that's 27, 28, maybe 30, and he ain't got, you know, he ain't dealing with what he needs to be dealing with. So before I get off topic, let me just turn it back over to you guys and say that as an older black man, speaking to two younger black people, both women and men, you got more than enough time. You ain't got to stress it. That's all I'm going to say. Appreciate it. Because, child. <laughs> and, and, and what's what's crazy, I feel like, Brother Soaks, well, first of all, I want to say thank you for giving that uh, relief to our brothers and sisters out here that are stressing. But I really feel like what you just said is really what God is reminding us in our personal conversations we have with ourselves daily. And the noise that we hear is all the externalness that wants us to go without because they need to trick us to feel like we don't have it within us. Okay. That kind of was a lot for the people that don't understand what I just said. Mm -hmm. Brother Stokes really just spoke the truth and the truth it, it ignores all lies. Like, why do I need to rush to have a baby when I'm not even ready to, like, financially take care of myself? Mm. Like, why do I have to rush this biological clock because, oh, such and such is, or because such and such is, because I don't want to be like, okay, well, it's not about being like anyone else. It's about mastering self. It's about coming to yourself, knowing self, knowing self enough to know, I do want children. I'm just not ready yet. So, you know, when I go and, you know, grace the heavenly gates of the lady that I decide to I'm going to make sure to wear my raincoat you know what I'm saying because I know I'm not ready for that and it's like e even going deeper into that example if you're not ready if you're not ready for the product don't start the problem so if you don't if you don't want four don't put two on two can you say that again yeah, if you're not ready for the solution, then don't start the problem. Don't put two on two if you're not ready for four. And I really feel like a lot of people just have the result or the solution in mind, but they're skipping out all the things that lead up to result. So, yeah, you have your child finally. Your child doesn't have a father. You don't have a family to take care of said child. And you don't even really want the child. You just want the child for what it looks like for the Instagram post because you just want your child to have an Instagram page because you just want to have something to manage. You just want to have something to handle. Like, if you want all that, then get a dog. Like, don't get a child. And I know that sounds kind of that sounds kind of bad, but, I mean, essentially, children, like, you're, that's a human being. That's, that's somebody that can come into this world and literally change it, and you literally are instilling that. If you just want something to post, if you just want something to look good, get a dog because a dog is like having a child except the child don't talk. And you just really take care of it. And I say that so bluntly and harshly. It can be harsh depending on how you hear it. But it's the truth. And I say that because it's a lot of children out here that are hurting because they have parents who just wanted children for the image. And, you sh and it shows. The, the same children that act out. The same children that, you know, need help. Not even necessarily like like practical help. They just need someone just to literally help them. They don't know what they're doing. They're just doing something. And I bring this all the way back to ageism <laughs> because 
it really just goes back into the thing of like, what are you really doing it for? Mm. Like, if you're dating that younger man, if you're dating that older woman and vice versa, whatever, why are you doing that? And if you have that answer, does it matter what anyone else thinks? Does it matter what your girlfriends think? Doesn't matter. Granted, it does matter once you get to the, you know, relationship stage, you know, if y'all want to get married, that matters. But I'm talking about all the preliminaries. Like, does it really matter? Because if you tell, oh, yeah, I'm dating a younger dude, and then a week later, y'all not even together, then why did you tell your friend? What happened to the younger dude? Oh, we don't talk no more. Oh, okay. Like, just figure it out for yourself first. And that's what any and everything. Figure it out for you. And if you good with it, hope that everyone else is going to be good with your decision. Hope that everyone else is going to be okay. But some people might not be. And it's up for your discernment to figure that out. But in order to have that discernment to figure out how they feel, you got to know how you feel. And I feel like the world just really... Oh, man. I got so much information I just want to share. I feel like Brother Stokes now. Yeah, I feel like Brother Stokes. Like Brother Stokes, I see. Like, your mind just be so full. You just don't know how to just get it out but um but like the world just the world needs to be validated so much that it literally can care less about you so and when i say that i mean look at social media look at look at your phone when you wake up your phone got so many notifications on it because you haven't been paying attention to it but once you put your once you put your eyes to that phone you want to clear all those notifications you at least want to check the notifications and that's just stealing for your attention cuz the world needs you the world needs you to validate it you need to go to instagram you need to post today you need to like that picture you need to tell them happy birthday cuz they told you you need to tell them congratulations cuz they told you congratulations i know you don't know them i know you haven't seen them since college but you need to do this you need to you know uh have children young you need to get married young. You need to do all these things. Who is saying we need to do these things? Who, who, who is this person? Who are these people? Who? Please, point me in the direction. I got to have a conversation with these people. And it's just like, once you realize these people are just kind of ghosts, then why are you serving a ghost? Hmm. Serve something that's real. Serve something that you know that, that, that is truth. And that's all inside you. But I can't tell you your truth. I can't tell Keeks her truth. I can't tell Brother Stokes their truth. I can share a universal truth, but only they can find their truth. Only you can find your truth. And what does that require? Sit down with yourself. Do the things that you don't want to do because that's the things that you need to do. And I'm not just speaking to anybody that's listening to. I'm speaking to myself. God is just using my vessel and I'm sitting, sitting down and I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to y'all. You're speaking to like, me too, brother. Child. <laughs> like figure yourself out like stop worrying about what you look like to the world because the like when you finally get to the place like oh i'm good like i like i, I got everything hey world look at me the world don't give up the world does not care the world look at you like oh okay what's next they give you two claps and they move on but when you when you good with your decision and when you make it you don't need anybody's validation you don't need anybody else to affirm you cuz you've affirmed yourself so much that like oh i'm good and then people come along oh that's dope Ooh, dang i didn't know yeah cuz i stopped listening to you <laughs> i stopped listening to everything they were telling me to do cuz i know you know your truth just we're allowing other people to walk ourselves out our own truth to walk us into whatever else they want us to so 
I hope that made sense. I kind of just went off on a tangent. Ooh, child. Mm-mm-mm. You know, when you're sitting in front of the dinner table and you just got so much food in front of you and you don't know what to pick first or what you mm. you trying to figure out everything you want to put on your plate. I just feel like you put so much on the table and I'm just like looking at the table of food like, man, I got to get all this on my plate and I'm coming back for <sighs> second and thirds because child. Man, I just, I just, I just really, I really have a heart for just people to really define themselves because the world really doesn't the world doesn't want you to find you because if you find you no one can manipulate you but if you don't know who you are you can easily be be manipulated and that's that's how capitalism runs capitalism runs off cap cap is just manipulation cap is fake cap is hey i got the porsche turn the camera off so i can so, you know, I can actually drive the Porsche back into the Porsche lot, thank them for, you know, letting me use it for five minutes for a, sh- for a photo, but then I'm going to lie about it. Like, we're not living our life for a picture. We're living our life for everything that happens, whether the picture was taken or not. That molds itself into ageism because, again, as you said, your desire is to have people and, and I'm using my words now, you, you desire to have people come to their most authentic self. Yeah. And we that are above the age, and, and I'm going to keep using the line of demarcation at 35. I'm going I'm to I'm keep that. So anyone listening, know that when I'm speaking, my line of demarcation is those above 35 and those below 35. And again, do not lose cognitive awareness that this is an older man speaking. An older woman may speak differently than I speak. So do not let that fall from your uh, mental awareness. But going back to what you said, Brother Kalen, um, the cap the capitalism, the, the, the lie, it, it falls in line with ageism as well as falling in line with ageism and looking at relationships and dating because we fail to realize that the older we get, the more limited we are in the maintaining of resources if we were not aware in our younger years, if we were not aware enough in our younger years to store up our resources, by the time we get above 35, our resources are limited. If you were not the person who, male or female, if you were not the person that was afforded the opportunity to understand credit, how to leverage credit, how to enter into the stock market, how to take advantage of the stock market, to understand real estate, to understand equity, to understand um 
And the word I want to use is hard assets. If you were not someone that was afforded the opportunity to understand these particular vehicles to maintain and increase your level of resources before 35, by the time you reach 35, you have a finite amount of time to acquire such things as resources to be able to be secured by the time you're 40, by the time you're 50, by the time you're 60. We must not lose sight that, and I'm going back to use your words, Brother Kalen, we must not lose sight that the cap, the capitalism, the lie, is that we stay active participants within a system that keeps us in debt. And so if it keeps us in debt, it keeps us in a place where we are going to consistently need assistance. And so if you become older and older and older, you're going to need someone or someone's, a a, a group of individuals to partner with you that you be able to maintain a level. And, and, And this is very important, very intricate for those of us that are above the age of 35. And, and I'm going to speak specifically to the African American community because our name is SFA Charlotte. We are striving for achievement. Mm -hmm. So we are primarily striving for achievement within the African-American community. To those that are above the age of 35 and are African-American and are listening to this podcast right now, you have to be completely aware that only 1.9% of our population which is only 13% of the entire American population are earning or maintaining a financial level at the at the place of $400,000 a year consistently and above 1.9%. So, when you look at the gram when you look at Facebook, when you look at TikTok, when you look at Snapchat, when you look at Pinterest, when you look at uh, whatever else social media page you tend to look at, Tumblr, whatever it is that has pictures, you are looking at people who are nine times out of ten, like my brother said, going out on test drives stopping, taking a photo, and taking the vehicle back to the lot. Going out to tour multi-million dollar home, taking the pictures, and then getting back into their vehicles and driving back to their one or two bedroom apartment. This is not to shame people. This is to make something that should be obvious, obvious. And that is, the older you get, if you did not start out ahead, you're trying to play catch up. 
And if you're trying to play catch up, you need someone next to you or you need a group of people next to you surrounding you that are going to be able to not ridicule you or make you feel less than because you are not where the pictures say you are supposed to be. Mm, run that back. <laughs> you 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 add on to it. Give us the remix. Listen, listen. I like the original. I don't even want to remix it, guy. Dog, no secret. <laughs> but no, I I was for real. I want you to repeat it. <laughs> nah, I'm not capping. You don't remember, do you? All right, radio silence. But our um, no, that's real. That's real. Not don't live up to the picture. Ooh, oh, don't live up to the picture. Live up to your frame. Hmm. Like I think people really, really understand. Like people just really care about what it looked like. They don't care about what you putting into it. Right. Like I really, I feel like a painter appreciates the art not because the art looks good, because they know what they put into the art for it to look good. Or even like just using that metaphor and thinking of a photographer, you know, like trying to find. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, because I feel like a photographer is an artist too. You know, they have a vision uh, within their end goal, so trying to make sure everything is perfect, but. Well, I don't know. I don't feel like that really goes along with your. Never mind. <laughs> nah, you you are, you you are spot on though, for real. Like, okay, let's. I'm I'm a I'm a just basically take your example and stretch it on out. You got a photographer. They have a they have a vision for the shoot. They have a vision for everything. But if they didn't actually, if they just cared about how everything looked, and they didn't care about how they didn't care about putting the energy into it, mm-hmm. then they just taking the pictures. Everyone else is covering lights. Everyone else is covering everything. They just literally take the picture, send it off to an editor, and then they just send it back to somebody. Hey, got your pictures back. Right. But somebody that actually, like, you care about everything, like, not to say you have to be so, well, no, 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 no. Yeah. You care so much about it that you do everything for the picture. Not because you have to, because you want to. Because you care so much about that picture not because what it looks like you care about the picture itself you care about how you care about every detail that went into it every hour of editing everything you had to take out put back in take out again put back in rearrange you care about the whole process and you can just stare at it for hours because you're not even looking at dang i missed this dang i missed that you're like man i really put my all into this and this done came out beautiful that's how you look at your life don't look at your life to where you need everyone else to do the things for you to end, end up to producing a beautiful picture. Actually put the work into the picture so that when you can look back and like, dang, I got a beautiful life. Yeah, you do, dog. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, but I don't even necessarily need you to say that. Like, I know I lived a beautiful life. Opposed to, man, you lived a beautiful life, dog. I seen you out there on the ground. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Can't call it, dog. You know, ain't nothing to it but to do it, dog. Hey, Bill, shut up, dog. You know, like, like all that, that don't like Chuck and Bill don't know nothing about each other. They just know what the gram look like. Oh man, I see, I see you and your lady doing good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> happy life, happy wife. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Need I mind you, my man Chuck getting like literally physically abused at the crib. 
But happy life, happy life, right? Like, my man literally going through over here, posting the pictures, posting the statuses, but literally is unhappy. And you got my man Bill over here. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm over here living the life, you know what I'm saying? Willing and dealing. Yeah, you willing and dealing, going back and forth to the hospital because you... You you done you done got caught up in some things down there. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta get that situated. It's like we all care about how it looks, but let's, you know, let Chuck and Bill actually have some healing. I done created a whole show. Let Chuck and Bill actually have some healing. And to come have that same conversation. Hey man, hey Chuck, man, I, I seen you on the ground posting you and your lady, man. Y'all look happy. Man, Bill, I appreciate it, B. I really do, man. But honestly, dog, I just been understanding that. You know, I got to do the work for me. I got to do the work for me. And by me doing the work for me, I'm able to give to my lady because I just love her so much. Man, bro, you just made me think about something, man. You remember when I said I was willing to deal? Yeah, dog, I was. I got caught up, man. Got that, got that clap, dog. You know what I'm saying? But I had to get taken care of because if I look out for me, I can prepare my place. I can prepare my sanctuary. I can prepare my aura for my lady to walk into. Mm. So... It's two totally different conversations happening between the same people because that's how you can look at your life. You can have two totally conversations with your life. One conversation can be what you've repeated from this day on backwards, the continuous cycle, the continuous, you know, lazy but entitled mentality, the continuous just, oh, one day I hope I'm going to get it, the continuous, oh, I'm going to keep doing this, oh, you know, Negroes ain't ish, you know, women ain't, you know, whatever, like, if you continue that thought process, you continually get those thought process results. But once you change that conversation, once you realize, oh, I'm a dating younger dude, or oh, I'm, I'm, I'm mess with an older lady, but it don't even matter how old or young they are because I look at them as a person because I look at my life as my life. So I don't need someone else to edit my pictures. I don't need someone else to come in and cut my film. I'm going to do everything for it because I'm putting in exactly what I want to receive. And if I put love into myself, the universe has no choice but to give me back love because I'm putting love into it. Amen. I have a, a, a question because I was I wanted to ask this question earlier too when you were um, when you made a point earlier when you said don't put if you don't want four don't put two and two and then I just got reminded of it again when you said um, when you mentioned the example of you know having to go through healing so then what would you say to people I guess my first question would be, do you feel that you can heal or healing by yourself is necessary before you get into a relationship? Because I know sometimes when you're dating or if you're in a relationship, you can heal with your partner. That's funny because I, I, I'm going through that currently. It's funny. You can heal while you're in a relationship. Um, and I say that because we almost are too like when you don't when you're not fully yourself you're multiple people in multiple situations so as a as a single person i can be fully healed but once i get into a relationship i can have triggering things come up because of course i didn't have to deal with that when i was single i didn't have to deal with the triggers of you know uh seeking not not caring about validation you know when i was okay I'm, I'm going to stop talking about this like this is not my life. Me, okay, me. I'm going to talk about me, my perspective, because I know me. So when I was single, I felt like I was healed. I was good. But I just really didn't care about anybody else's feelings. Like, I didn't, I didn't care about nobody's feelings. I didn't care about nobody else because I was focusing on my feelings for the first time in my life. So 
I was I was very blunt. I was very honest because I needed to be that way for myself to heal. Now, when I got into a relationship, it changed the game. I still wanted to keep that honesty, but I actually care about what my girl thinks. I care about her feelings. So now, man, okay, so how do I move now? Okay, that's a part that I needed to heal about myself, but that didn't show up when I was single because the situation didn't occur. So I say this to say this. No matter what situation you're at in your life, you're either healing or you're peeling the scab. Mm. So if you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're talking, if you're in a situationship, just decide to heal. And your healing journey will take you on a journey that will lead you to other healers and people that are healing. Now, it's not always going to be good and it's not always going to be the glory. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be dark. And honestly, I feel like before you get to the glory, it's going to get real dark. I mean, so dark, you can't even see your hand in front of your face dark. Because when you think about fire, right? When you think about a coal coming into a diamond, Mm -hmm. like a coal got to be in that fire a long time to become a diamond. Like, think about how long a coal has to be in there. Maybe even pull up a YouTube. I might pull up a YouTube video and watch it. Like, really, like, watch it. Like, man, that thing in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that thing's still in there. (laughs) Like, when you're healing, that that junk hurts. Like, it it really hurts because you're literally taking things off of you that you've held your whole life and you're just out here and you got to mend that wound with love, with patience, with forgiveness. I'm talking about for yourself to yourself. And then once you, once you do that repetitively, you're able to do that with other people. You're able to do that for your significant other or whatever may so have you. But it's important that you start with yourself and continue to do with yourself because whether you're in a relationship or not, you're still growing. You're still on your own personal journey. So for those people that are struggling, you know what I'm saying? Whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're in between, decide to do it today and just do it because it doesn't matter really because at the end of the day, you're still living your life, whether you're with somebody or not. You're still trying to be better or at least trying to feel good about yourself every day, whether you're with somebody or not. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you came in this world and you're going to leave this world in a relationship. That relationship was with yourself. Thanks. This is and the older you get, and, and, and I don't know why I keep needing to say this, an older woman probably will have a different. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> because, and here's why. I, I'm glad you asked that question, brother. Um, because as an older man, you don't hear from us often when it comes to relationships. No, you're right. You really don't hear from older men and you really don't hear from older men who are willing to bear their soul, be very blunt and honest about who they are, their, their mistakes, their regrets their aspirations at the age that they are. Um, I think our world is more tuned to the voice of, of women, but the older you get, and I'm piggybacking off of what you said, the older you get, 
the more it is necessary to heal yourself because you're not going to be good for anybody else, whether you're in relationship or not, because the older you get, the more set in your ways you get. You, you, you know, it, it, we, I've heard Chris Rock say it as a joke. You know, I like my coffee like this. I like my toast like this. I like the screw like this. It's truth. When you get older, the, the less stuff you're going to tolerate, the less stuff you're going to investigate. If you like going to Jamaica and you like going to Jamaica every year, by the time you're 50, that's the only place you're going is Jamaica. You ain't going to try to go to Trinidad. You ain't going to try to go to St. Martin. You ain't going to try to go to Ghana. You're going to go to Jamaica because that's what you like. If you haven't healed, if you haven't attempted to get on the, the, the pathway of healing, by the time you reach 40, by the time you reach 45, you're going to be a damaged old person. And ain't nothing in this world worse than an old, bitter person. An old, bitter man, an old, bitter woman is not what this world needs. And so I'm saying that to say this. You are correct in what you're saying, brother. You're correct in the question that you asked, sister, because the, the older you get when it comes to dating, when it comes to relationships, the older you get, the more it becomes, and, I, and you know, it's going to be hard to hear it, the more you become difficult as a person to deal with if you haven't healed yourself. This is why we, this, uh, and here's some, here, here's some stuff that's probably going to get us in trouble. This is why a lot of youngsters don't like going to church. A lot of youngsters don't like going to church because the older people in there are bitter. And they're old and bitter because they've been told that Jesus was going to save them. <laughs> and they were looking for Jesus to save them. They were never told that they had to put in some work too. Mm. They were never told that they had to sit still and let go of certain things. And so as you get older, and, and again, we're bringing it back to dating and, and being ageism and dating and whatever. But I love the, the turn that this conversation has taken. You have to be able to review your life. You have to be able to review your life and find out where you were the agent of destruction in your own life. Everybody didn't do you wrong. Everything didn't happen to you outside of yourself sometimes you were the person that did the worst thing to you mm, hello and so we have to be able to see that healing is necessary you know again line of demarcation if you're above the age of 35 and there's some things that you are wrestling with in life and you're single don't get in no relationship do not get in a relationship. Go see a therapist. That should be the relationship that you're in. You should go see a therapist. 
you should be able to sit down with somebody and cognitively work through what it is that you're dealing with. Work through what it is that's triggering you. Work through what it is that's that's causing you to shut down when it comes to being able to enjoy the relationships with other people. That's what should be happening with you. But I do have a question for you, Keeks. I, I, I really do. I have a question for you as a young woman, as a woman 25 years old. What's the number one thing that you consider if a man above the age of 30 comes to you romantically? Like, even if you're not going to consider him for dating or for a relationship, what's the number one thing you consider on his approach? His mannerisms. Like, Express a little deep for um, us, please. So I pay attention to things such as, is he holding the door open for me? Is he opening the door for me? Is he, um, what's something else? Uh, how he talks with me or how he converses with me. I know some men, you know, can have, can use vulgar language or some guys, you know, they don't really think about it too much or, you know, um, just paying attention to the type of conversations, you know, let's say if a guy is talking to another guy and then if I come outside, the conversation will change. You know, paying attention to things like that. Um, how he approaches me, the t- the way that he looks at me, the way that he speaks to me, and the type of energy that I feel when that person approaches me. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't one. That definitely wasn't one, but... Listen, because it's not just one. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's a lot of things. But to me, what you just, what to me, what you just scream to the fellas, get your energy right, dog. <laughs> if your energy yeah. off when you step to her, you can have all the right intentions. You can have the best game in the world. But if your energy not right, bro, ladies, they will definitely let you know. And sometimes they don't let you know in the most nicest way. <laughs> But they will let you know. And then also, I was I asked her that question because if there are some older men listening and they are interested in dating younger women, they've got to understand that a younger woman does not want an older man that acts younger. Uh, 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 And I'm being very, very real. You are above the age 35. You're if you're approaching a young woman, 25, 26, 27, you better be ready to engage that young woman as an older man and be prepared to receive whatever the reaction is from that younger woman being what it is. Because some young women don't want older men. Some young women will give you the stink face like, ugh, granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> let it go stop and 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 I'm saying this because where I work at my 9 to 5 one of the most horrible displays 
of manhood that I witness almost on a daily basis is men in their early 50s to early 60s moving themselves as if a 20-year-old woman really wants to be around them. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself that in my mid to late 40s, like, dude, I know a 25-year-old really don't want to be in my face. So I know you at 60 probably only got eight teeth in your mouth, probably, you know, got six or seven hairs on top of your head. I know they don't want to be around you. And this is a harsh conversation that older men don't want to have. Like, dude, you're a granddaddy. You're probably a great granddaddy. Like, stop messing around in these young girls' faces. Like, leave them alone. And 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 I had to say that. I apologize. I had to say it because I'm just tired of viewing it. I'm tired of looking at it. Tired of looking at a 60-year-old man grind his waist in the face of a 20-year-old woman. Like, dude, stop it. <laughs> hey, I'm a, but maybe I don't know. Y'all I mean, you that. do know. I'm gonna say don't say don't say sorry for what you said. These dudes need to be put on notice. And I actually want to challenge uh you as well, Brother Stokes, and what you said earlier when you said the world is tuned to the voice of women. And it made me think of the question, is it because they are the only ones that are usually talking? Mm. And, I mean, mm. it makes sense. If it's a man and a woman in a room and only the woman is talking, someone go walk in the room like, dang, there's a whole lot of women. And, oh, my bad, dog. You just weren't saying nothing. Yeah, like, men don't talk, period. Like, and I know that now it's getting better, but, I mean, when you like generationally, men just don't talk. Men don't talk about feelings. Men don't talk they about don't. what they're going through. Men don't talk about uh, all the struggle and pain that comes of being a provider, being a husband, being a father. No one talks about it. You just got to figure it out. And if you go to somebody to talk to them, it'll be real hush hush. It'll be real come here, let's take a drive. Come here, let's go to the bar, lounge, whatever. Let's go watch the game. It needs to be a buffer or something. So I, I challenge. You, Brother Stokes, I even challenge myself. I challenge all the men that are listening to this podcast. And I mean, at this point, we're not even on WRB Media anymore, but <laughs> we're here. We're here with it. Thank you for tuning in. Strive for achievement. But to the men that are listening, yo, strive for achievement. Talk about your feelings. Do the things that are uncomfortable. Because if we, if men are the change makers in our society, I'm talking to the black community now, we need to change. So we don't need to do the things that they've continuously done. Yes, great men have been in our life. Yes, great men have provided for us. But being a man is more than putting food on the table and putting money in our women's pockets. It's way more than that. Mm -hmm. Being a man is actually acknowledging your feelings, getting in touch with your feminine energy. Yes, fellas, you got feminine energy in you. I'm not trying to bust your bubble. I'm trying to bust that thing wide open. Yes, you got woman in you, just like you got man in you, just like your woman got man and woman in her. We all got it. So we really need to get in tune with our femininity so that we understand that we can get in touch with our feelings and still be a man. You can be emotional and still be a provider. You can be in your feelings and still be a man if you need to hold your nuts to feel like a man, but you still can be a man. And I also want to talk about 
how growing older leads to being stuck in your ways mm-hmm. and you did bring it you did bring it around home perfectly it's when you don't choose to heal because if you are constantly thinking about how i can be better you don't think about being stuck in your ways because you're always thinking about how i can do the best how i can just grow how i can elevate and like i said you're either growing or you're you're i don't want to say it this bluntly but god told me to you either living or you dying your choice Mm. you either you you're either making the conscious decision to wake up and live your life or wake up and basically just think about death like literally every every thought every decision you make make a step towards living your life because the only there are only two things guaranteed in life change and death you're not guaranteed to live once we're conceived, once we're conceived from our mother and our father, th- that that nine months is huge. Some people don't even make it the nine months to even get topside. So you're, we're not guaranteed to live. We're guaranteed to die. So if that's already a guarantee, why do we got to think about it no more? When you play in spades, you throw the joker guarantee out. You don't think, dang, who going to beat this? You just play it. So if we already know we're going to die, shoot, I'm not thinking about that no more. Let's live. Don't live recklessly now. (laughs) You know, I'm not saying YOLO, no Drake. I'm just saying live your life to the fullest of your capability. Like even today when I realized about the validation I was telling y'all earlier, that was huge for me because one, I actually figured it out. And two, now I know I, I can live life freer. Mentally, at least. So, and mentally, mentally, at least. Mentally is all that matters, Caitlin. <laughs> Silly Billy. But, like, for real. Like, we either living or we dying. So, if you grow old and you're stuck in your ways, you've committed to death. If you don't want to learn, if you don't want to learn something new, if it's something as simple as being on the phone or answering a text message, you've committed to death. You can teach an old dog new tricks. It just takes patience. They didn't tell you the rest of the sentence. It's not you can't teach your old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. You just have to be patient with them because they have a whole lot more of extra life stuff that they got to figure out before they can learn the new thing. They're so full, they have to empty themselves before they can take on something else. Mm. So I'll wrap this all the way back to ageism and relationships because really it just goes back to the relationship you have with yourself and the ageism of that. How how have and when I talk about ageism and that I'm talking about maturity. How have you matured in knowing yourself? From when you were a baby to now, how have you gotten better at knowing yourself? Have you gotten worse? Have you gotten better? Are you eh? usually those are direct correlations into how your life is? If you don't know yourself, your life is kind of just everywhere. If you eh, you figuring it out, then you know life is figuring it out. But when you know who you are, oh, your life know exactly how it's going to move. So I just bring it back to really just say, like, really just live your life for you, through you. Don't live it for the gram. Don't live it for Beyonce. Don't live it for Brother Stokes. Don't even live it for Keeks. And please don't live it for me. You need to live it to strive for achievement. And I don't live it for SFA Charlotte because I said strive for achievement. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that, that's just a phrase. 
live for that. But man, I've been on my soapbox all episode. My bad. I feel like I've just been talking. Hey, listen. I'm gonna go back and listen to this episode once we, you know, wrap up. You're like, oh, I'm <laughs> you, I needed all of this. Like, for, for, I appreciate it. I this I love y'all. This is why I love what I love what we do, man. Child. Man. It's like conversation and therapy. I'm I'm right. I'm writing stuff down. I'm 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 literally writing it all down because like you said, Keeks, it's a meal. It's a meal, it's a table full of good food that I am looking upon and I'm trying to figure out what I want to put on my plate first. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I I really thank you, brother, for digging into yourself and allowing your your soul to dictate what needs to go forth. Yeah. So like I said, we started out having a very specific uh agenda. <laughs> But at the end of the day, what needed to come out came out. And and because you are the driver of it, it took the turn it needed to take because somebody, and I know they're listening, somebody is hearing this right now and they're going to jump on the phone and they're going to make a phone call or they're sending a text message right now to a certain individual. Or they're speaking to a therapist right now saying, I need to book an extra appointment. Or, 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 or they're apologizing to someone out of their past for how they conducted themselves. Or at the least, they're making themselves available across the spectrum of ages so that they can be open to receive love from whoever no matter what their age is yeah that's it <laughs> just being open to receive it I, I honestly feel like this is gonna be the last thing i'll probably say but um i feel like love is 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 like water so Love is love is just it just takes the form of whatever you put it in. Mm. If you put love in hell, love gonna be hell. If you put love in heaven, oh that thing gonna be heaven. If you put love in a glass of water, that's as much love as you're gonna have. If you put love in a pitcher, you're gonna have a lot more. But the common denominator is what you put love in. Love by itself is love. Period. Mm. I love y'all. <laughs> love you too, sis. Love you back, man. But I, I think, I think we, uh, man, I know I've said enough, but I feel like we just got a lot on the table right now. Like, like y'all have so eloquently stated. Um, yeah, man, we got a lot on the table. Y'all, we have a lot on the table. Our listening audience as well. I don't really count y'all as fans or followers. Y'all family. Y'all, y'all took the time to actually listen to us build what we're building to become, whew, man, 
I'm not going to say much, but we got stuff coming. Be on the lookout. Follow our Instagram at SFA.Charlotte. Follow us on Facebook as well, SFA Space Charlotte. Add us as a friend. We'll definitely add you back. Even follow us on Instagram. We'll follow you back as well. If, um, yeah, I guess if you want to follow us personally, we got Brother Stokes at Go See Big Bruh. G-O-S-E-E. B-I-G-B-R-U-H. And we got Sister Keek. She's on a hiatus from social media. (laughs) She's doing what we said, getting herself right. You know what I'm saying? Pump the world. I care about me. But um, you can definitely follow her podcast. Who? I'm going to say it right. Manin J. Yes. Hey! Hey! I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. Hey, hey, proud of myself. Okay, yeah, you can follow that. All podcasts, um, that's everywhere podcasts is, is her podcast is located there. Please tune into those. You also have CNM CLTS. Did I get that right? Ah, oh, no. dang, I was on a roll. <laughs> Woo! It's all right, bro. It's all right. Go. Ahead. Oh, my Yo. man. You can follow me at Knoxlist. That's K N O X L I S T. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find me all there for your hosting, inspirational speaking, and poetry needs. Holla at your boy. I got you. And here, we only strive for one thing, man. We only look toward, towards one thing. We look towards providing good key information to the Black community in Charlotte, but above all else, strive for achievement not only in your job not only in your career in your life and in loving yourself strive for achievement we love y'all and this is just my perspective ageism is fake love who you love and love deeply that's me peace peace